Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our own journeys of faith. Today we are in... Uh, The book of Luke, chapter 10. We are looking at the story of the Good Samaritan. So uh, Jesus uh, encounters a, a rich... No, not sorry. Rich isn't in this one, but a ruler uh, or an expert in the law, mm-hmm. and um, basically the question is, what do what do I got to do to uh, to get to heaven? Right? How do I inherit mm-hmm. eternal life? But uh, kind of framing this up is the reality. Like we we are all kind of having you know even people who don't have a big circle of people in their lives, we all have this natural built-in need to be in relationship, right? Like we right, don't in community with people. Yeah, we want to be in community. <clears throat> we don't we don't necessarily uh, thrive as people when we're completely alone. Um, right. So no. the reality is, did you know that people in church statistically Oh I was like, are you going to stats here? Yeah. Live longer, exercise more, use medical resources like doctors, dentists, all that kind of stuff more. Mm-hmm have more friends and feel less depressed than people who don't go to church. Because there's a community right there for them. Yeah. But uh, it's actually a study that was done in Berkeley, California by the Human Population Lab that followed 2,500 people from 1965 to 1999. So they followed... Oh, that's a long time. They followed these people for 30 years. Wow. And some of them were in churches and the, the people in churches were literally healthier, happier, and live longer. How do you go about that? We just want to like study your life. We uh, want to study your social I don't know. I connectedness. I feel like you probably pay them and then oh, you just keep paying them. It's, I don't know. How I, just, the, I don't know. But it was a, a real study. Okay. Um, and the Bible says that when we follow God's laws, when we follow the, the, the guidelines given to us in the Bible of how to live and stay in relationship with him, the Bible says that we will live long, fruitful Mm, that's right, it does. And this study actually just confirmed Proves that. that. They have better lives than Proved those it. who don't know Jesus. And this is the same thing that this teacher of the law, this expert of the law, comes to Jesus in our story today okay. and uh, well, in, our, in our passage, and then Jesus mm-hmm. tells him a story, right? So yes, we're going to pick it up yeah. in Luke chapter 10, uh, verses 25 to 28. To 28. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So so right off the bat, right, this guy stands up and, and... you know, in, in scripture, we're in a spot where the Pharisees, Sadducees, the experts of the law, because we're talking about God's law, right? Right. Not, not the Roman law. We're talking about God's law. Hmm. He's an expert in God's law. He says, what do I have to do to get eternal life, right? So they're kind of testing Jesus, and, and they want to sort of maybe trap him. Right. Get him to say something they wrong. They did try that often. Right? They want to they find a way to discount him, Right. And eternal life here, let's make sure that everybody understands this. This doesn't mean the guy actually wanted to live forever. Hmm. Um, 
but that he wanted to spend eternity with God, right? right. So this this idea of heaven, he wanted to go to heaven for, right. for, for life. <laughs> and uh, Jesus, as he's always, you know, really good at doing, he says, you're an expert of the law. Why don't you tell me what it says that you're supposed to do? And then he, this, this guy drops the, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, all your strength, and your mind, and your neighbor as yourself, right? He, he knew how to sum the law hmm. up in, in two quick sentences. He knew the requirements of the law, and he knew all of this thing, and he says, okay, this is what you got to do. And Jesus says, yeah, good. Perfect. Do it. You got it. You got to figure <laughs> it out, right? And, and uh, if you go, you can look at Mark chapter 12, verse 28 through 31, which he, that's, that's where we get the Great Commission, the Great Commandment, right? So yes. the Great Commandment yeah. is there. Sorry, I was looking um, at something. God must, you know, God must be the priority of our life. That's what mm, Jesus, and yeah. that's what the law is saying, and that's what yeah. Jesus is affirming, and that's what the expert of the law is saying. Right. Right? God is the priority of our life, and then can others tell from the way you live mm. that God is the priority of your life? Right. right? First, yeah. you, you, settle, you settle your relationship with God first, with all your soul, all your strength, mm. all your mind. You hold nothing back from God, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you love your neighbor as and yourself. Then, because if you're doing that first... Yeah. Everything else will, yeah, in theory, fall into place in or theory, align with what everything follows out of that because mm -hmm. we have we have a we have that relationship with God. It flows into all of the rest of the areas of our life. Which, I mean, I've heard it summed up as simply as love God, yeah, love others. Yeah, I've heard right? that too. That's that's as simple as it's you simple can because loving God, okay. Even loving God, I was going to say, maybe it's more simple sometimes than loving each other, but not necessarily because a lot of people have issues with mm -hmm. they don't like things and they blame God. And so they find it hard to love him. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And true to form, <laughs> Jesus isn't okay with just that pat Sunday school answer. <laughs> so he goes a little bit farther. So we get verses 27 through to 29. And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he desiring to justify himself said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Yeah. So. Makes me think of that veggie tales. Yeah. <laughs> the guy starts going, okay, Jesus says, here's the two great commandments that uh, we need to do. Right? Yeah. Of God. Yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, just simply love God, love others. We kind of just talked on that. Yeah. But this guy looks at it and goes, "Oh, hold on. I get, <laughs> I get the love God part. Yeah. That's nicely. I understand. That's nicely defined. I love God. Mm -hmm. Simple. Right. Who's my neighbor? Yeah. I would like clarifying to question, have, God. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to have." plausible yeah. cause to be able to ignore somebody. Right. I don't want to love everybody. Who is within close proximity of me. Yeah. Is my neighbor somebody I work with? Mm. Is my neighbor somebody I'm related to? Or is, is it my somebody I live some beside? Is it somebody I live beside? <laughs> that or would be is easier. It, or is it, you know, I grew, up, I grew up in a very small mm. uh, farming community, right, right? right? So neighbor was a pretty big area. I right? guess. Like if you stood on the back deck of, of the farmhouse and you looked out, if you could see the house of the neighbors, yeah. they were your neighbors. Which is so interesting because we now we think our, our cul-de-sac or yeah, our street. We, we, we want to define this thing. And 
And it seems like a noble question at first. Like, I would really like to make sure that I'm taking care of my neighbor. Who's my neighbor? Right. But what are we actually asking in that? Who do I not have to take care of? I would like to know who I don't have to take care of. Who can I discount? Yeah. I don't want to have to love everybody. Yeah, yeah. So please narrow this down for me. Right. And that's what the the expert of the law is doing. He is trying to limit the obligation Mm. of who he's to love. Yeah. He wants to define the responsibilities and say... I would like to be able to check this box off, so I need a list. Yeah. Like, am I? How many neighbors do I have? Is it ten? Is it twenty? Is it thirty? Like, if you live in, you know, just for an example, we have people listening, uh, you know, randomly Mm. all throughout the world. But if if you live in a very dense urban place. You could call your neighbors just the people who live in your high-rise. Yeah, that's fair. And it could be thousands of people. <coughs> you literally all have the same yeah. address. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Whereas here, hmm. I mean, for me to get a thousand neighbors, I got to cover a oh, lot of ground. A lot of area. We live, in a, we live in a more rural area, right? So there's yeah. farms and there's houses and cottages and all this kind of stuff. So it, it's a little more spread out. So even where you end up changes the definition of who your neighbor yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what does Jesus do? Does he clarify? Well, he answers with verse 30. Verse 30. Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Yeah. So he starts into a song, uh, a story. Right. So, you know, this guy's just looking to limit his, his, his obligations. And Jesus goes, okay, well, there's this dude. He, he's walking from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, the moment you say that, at the time, everybody mm. would have known that it was one of the most dangerous roads right. in Israel at the time. Yeah. Everybody going from Jerusalem to Jericho was going from wealthy town to wealthy town. So they were carrying right. economic wealth with them because so. they were going to the temple to offer or they had just been in Jerusalem, the main city, to buy things and were going back to Jericho. Right. Right. So either way, thieves were there to steal them. Right, okay. so yeah. it was dangerous. You'd get robbed. You'd get beat. You'd get it was left. like no man's land. Um, <laughs> you know, you were in danger. And mm. and here Jesus is suddenly going to turn this a little bit and and make it so that we realize human life has value, and it's the ultimate value to God. It's the people that that actually uh, he yeah. values. Yeah, yeah. So the question now becomes: Do we have the same values as the God right. who we're called to love? Do we value right. everyone? So then we end up with verse 31 and 30 through 33. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. That's yeah. 30, yeah, stop there. At 33. 33? Yeah, that's 33. Yeah, so the Samaritans were hated. The right. Jews didn't like them. Yeah. Um, and this goes back to Old Testament deal. Hmm. Um, the Samaritans picked a different mountain and said, God <laughs> yeah. lives on this mountain. And they worship there. And they have their own structure of how to understand it. They still, they worship, they, they worship Yahweh. Right. Just yes. in a different place, right? <laughs> so so there's literally this, this province, if you go look at one of your Bible maps or look it up online, um, there was this part of Israel that they would go around because they just mm-hmm. didn't want to go through. It was the wrong side of the tracks. It mm-hmm. was like, you know, um, it, wherever you're from, we we always have, every country has these, these 
stereotypes of you don't want to get caught in this part of the, wrong the area, side of the track. right? Whether it's your town, your city, <laughs> right. your county, your country, your province, whatever. There's always mm. that place that you're like, don't get caught don't go there. there. Don't go there. That was Samaria for the Jews, okay. right? You weren't to be caught there. You weren't to get spot. Right, uh, right. You know. Wasn't safe. Wasn't safe. Wasn't cool. Now, before you get too upset with the priest and the Levite, you got to understand. <laughs> Old Testament law said that if you were in the proximity of a dead body or you got human right. blood. Any kind of fluid, uh, really. Any kind of human bodily fluid. Yeah. You were unclean, ceremonially which unclean. Which was a pain. Which means now <laughs> yeah. they can't do their jobs. Yeah. And it's not like the priests and Levites, you know. There was a finite number of them. You didn't. Uh, you didn't pick your job back then. You couldn't just choose to be a pastor. You're born into it. You had to be a descendant of the line of Aaron. Oh yeah. Or you could not be did, a priest. Did they all have to be? Like you couldn't be one yeah. unless you were that. But could you say, actually, I'm going to be a carpenter, or actually, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a farmer. You, or did you, you have to be? You kind of off the start. You kind of hmm. had to be. Hmm. I right. would assume hmm. after a while there was there was the ability to do some other things, but yeah. I would bet you that those priests, those Levite carpenters and farmers, they mm-hmm. were they yeah. were still working odd jobs in the temple kind of deal. Like they were allowed to do Bi-vocational. something. They were allowed to do things that nobody else was allowed to do. Right, right? that's right. So, okay. So it's a little bit different for them. Um, yeah. So they had they had like in their lives, they had a plausible reason to not, deal with this yes yeah that most of us would be like okay when you see somebody in need and you're on your way to a business meeting do you stop and help them or do you disclaim like do you discount them do you discount the situation saying i've got somewhere to go right i've got somewhere to be well how many how many times do we see somebody on the side of the road we just keep driving or you know you know you see a car on the side of the road with a flat tire and you look at yourself and go i'm in i'm in a suit yeah I, or I'm just going to keep going. Or as me, I look at it and go, I don't know if if I'm going to be safe if I stop. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So and yeah. lots of times you, it's just a simple, hey, can I make a phone call now? If you find somebody like beat on the uh, side of the road, call the police. A, we're at a whole different level, right? Yeah. Call call the police. Call call an ambulance. Call whatever. Nine one one. Yeah. <laughs> news here. News flash. News flash. These guys didn't have cell phones and they didn't have anybody to call. It was you. You you got to deal yeah. with it, right? So then we go from here where there's this, uh, this is about the willingness to hear God and to do what he asks us for more than right. looking or trying to be the right sort of type, right? The priest needed to stay a priest. The Levite needed to yeah. stay a Levite. I can't be unclean. I have to get where I'm mm-hmm. going ceremonially able to do whatever it is I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting involved. Well, now we end up at verse 34 down to 37. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii, and he gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, you go and do likewise. Yeah. So the Samaritan, remember, this is the dude from the wrong side of the tracks, the part of town that you don't want to be caught in, doing exactly what you would expect right. the priest or the Levite should do. He's willing to drop out some money. I've heard varying numbers of 
how this works, but basically the guy, you know, somewhere between two two weeks to a month was covered at the hotel. Yeah. At the inn. Like, here, right. I'll, I'll cover that. Yeah. You know. Whatever uh, you need. We were, <laughs> like, we were in the midst of forest fire land uh, here in BC, uh, our province in Canada. Yeah. Um, our, our anniversary is this week. We were going to go away. One night in a hotel is a couple hundred bucks. So this guy was willing to put like over a thousand, fifteen hundred, four or five thousand mm. dollars on the table to mm. say, "Hey, look, look after this guy, mm-hmm. feed him, mm-hmm. clothe him, keep him, nurse him back to health." Like this is more than just uh, a passing thing. And remember, it was the Levite and the priest, the people you think should be caring walked by but the samaritan stepped in and did all these things uh, mm-hmm. loving our neighbor apparently to jesus is a really big deal it's huge hey your neighbor is the person who lives in the wrong part of town yeah if yeah. if they have need and you see them mm-hmm. your neighbor is somebody who is is beaten robbed mm. in trouble in needs trouble help. needs help um, so compassion to meet needs, using our resources, sacrificing our time, not judging the person, getting personally involved, and giving sacrificially. Mm. They all land in this story. Yeah. And, and the, the question is, who's my neighbor? I get that I have to help my neighbor. Mm. What am I supposed to do? And mm-hmm. Jesus tells a story that says, be compassionate. Fill needs, hmm. use your resources, sacrifice your time, hmm. don't judge them, get involved, and give sacrificially. Yeah, not easy. All of those. And then he gets to the very end, and Jesus says, go and do likewise. <laughs> right? Like, who showed mercy? You decide who showed mercy. Right. It's pretty clear. Two guys just walked by. Right. And now it's a case of go and do likewise. Yeah. So today the question for you is, who's your neighbor, right? Who's the pre- who are the people right in front of you that need your help? Uh, who are the people that you have a hard time showing compassion to, meeting needs for, using your resources to meet mm. their needs, sacrificing your time, not judging them, getting involved with them, giving sacrificially? Uh, we have people like that that are in our friend groups. Yeah. We have people like that in our families. Yeah. We have people like that right in front of us who clearly are our neighbor. But then Jesus took this and said, no, no. It's anybody that's in front of you. <laughs> anybody that you might come across. Mm-hmm. I want you to do this for them. Go and do likewise. Yeah. And, and that's the challenge for us is when we're out and about, you're doing whatever it is. We oftentimes, like if you were to keep track and... and uh, we don't live in a in a incredibly urban area. There is a bigger city. We can go in. We're right after this. We're about to head out and go to town. We we will probably see, mm. like physically see, five or six hundred people today. Yeah. Well, they're, maybe more because of all the evacuees. They're our neighbors. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, as you travel about, just remember that uh, God cares immensely for the people around us and longs for us to care for them like the Samaritan did for Hmm. the person who was beat on the road. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca 
and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time.